You got your got your stuff together. You got your card in its slot. <laughs> Not a euphemism. Hello, everyone. Greetings Welcome to episode four thirteen. Four thirteen. How do you like that? That is getting so close. <laughs> Sarah, did you stock up on our weed? Uh actually, kind of yes. Oh, great! I did not think you yeah. were going to say that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you got to during these times. You yeah, know that can you're happen. prepared. That's right. Okay. It's just everybody. Everybody's hoarding different things. Some you're like paper, the cannabis homesteader. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like like this house is a house that does not go without whether it's wine and we make sure we have backstock. I never asked you how you sort of felt when marijuana was legal legalized in California. Was it just such a relief to you? Um, mostly because like I'm a rule follower, but for yeah. me it was always fine because I had a medical li- license for it. Well, like what about before that? You weren't doing it then? No. I oh, only okay. smoked legally. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I didn't, I didn't ever smoke when I was in high school. I didn't in college. I didn't. Yeah. No, for real. Wow, People are like, Oh, great. she was probably, no, I was well into, I was like 21 or something. Is that and, the reason you started? Cause it was legal. Uh, or did it just coincide? Mm, I think it just coincided with that. Oh, it was that like no, it was like it was like yeah, the, about the time when I was introduced to to pot yeah. uh, was when medical licenses were available, and I was like, yeah, I should do that because you know? <laughs> I like following I the rules. Do that. And yeah, so I like right. looked into it and I went to a doctor and I was like, if you're gonna do, I went did the right thing. Wow. Followed all the rules. That's great. Because it really, yeah. I mean, f- for people that are in other states where it's not legal, I mean, that's a real bummer. Real bummer. Buzzkill, if you will. Real bummer. <laughs> yeah. And it was really easy to get because uh, I have uh, 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 PMDD, like premenstrual dysphoric disorder, like really bad yeah. cramps and mm-hmm. like endometriosis, all this other stuff going on. And when I was younger, they prescribed me like 15. I remember this. They prescribed me like opioids. Oh my God. And my mom they was like... Yeah, like uh, Vicodin when I was 15. I remember. And and my mom was like, oh, hell no. So I didn't do that. And I I mean, I didn't start smoking then. But I already had that like... I mean, you have described some some of the more extreme PM whatever you said Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. episodes you've had where it's like... Mm debilitating i mean when that happens i kind of feel like you need vicodin but that's unusual that's not always it is unusual yeah right it's totally unusual so yeah so that's why it's because it was so debilitating and so they're like yeah here you go and then my mom's like (laughs) yeah no that's that's not a good idea and um so i just did nothing and then when um since i already had that like pre-existing condition yeah um, right you were all set it was really easy and i was like hey yeah let me do that and it worked. And the reason I got, I, I even tried the medical route is that the first thing I tried was a topical cream, a THC cream for cramps oh, that okay. my friend's mom, who was a nurse, like she was like a hospice nurse and she mm-hmm. like on the DL, like ha- had somebody who was <laughs> oh making God. this stuff on and like, DL. because of like arthritis and like things like that, that she saw in, you know, the Did uh, it help? Uh, elderly homes. Oh my God. In like five minutes, I was like, <laughs> what? They want to give me Vicodin and it was that easy? I couldn't oh, believe wow. it. I remember being like, oh my God, my cramps are gone. And That's all it was fantastic. was a lotion I rubbed on. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what, that this is this, that just that little jar in your bag, huh? <laughs> and that's what's illegal? So I was like, oh, I'll get a license. So it gets, is, this is a no brainer. Wow, I'm really happy for you. 
The end. <laughs> and that's how I found weed. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, Sarah's marijuana journey. Just oh, now. God. I really that's really funny. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Oh, how are you, my friend? Yeah. Mm. I am doing really well. Good. I feel like spring has sprung. Yeah. I feel like, don't you feel like the birds are chirping? And I don't know. I feel like more motivated than, than in past. I know. I feel bad for a lot of people in the country who, you know, spring kind of sprung and the flowers started blooming and then they got another snowfall. That's always the worst because you feel oh, like you're yeah. out of the woods. But, you yeah. know, for a while, weather can really fluctuate in certain parts of the country. And, ugh. That is so sad. Though that old punks to Tony Phil. Yeah, that piece of shit. I hate that yeah, guy. That guy. He has nothing but bad Real, news. What power he holds. <laughs> I know. You know, Gosh. that's in Pennsylvania. Thor, god of, god of weather. I don't know who the fuck the god of weather is, but somebody. I feel like I really, I need to add that to my bucket list, that I need to go to punks to Tony whenever I'm back in Pennsylvania sometime, because You do seem like the person who would totally go to that. Just for one time, like for hilarity. Yes, you are that person. Yeah, I get this about you. I love this. (laughs) I love a novelty act. Yeah, that's great. Does he wear a hat? It's also yes, which is adorable. (laughs) It's okay. That is the cutest part, and he looks like he should be like running for mayor. (laughs) I I don't look or. Serving in the in some sort of no writing for mayor. I'm going to go with that. But yeah, he, or like already is mayor. Like he's been the mayor and he's run unopposed for the last like 20 years. <laughs> unopposed, a lifetime appointment. Yes, that's what that is exactly what <laughs> he looks Did like in this top hat. This- Everybody's picturing it right now, and it's so cute. And <laughs> they're so happy. They're all laughing. I, I take it back so what I said about him. I love him with all my heart. <laughs> Did you see the um- right? We really <laughs> flipped quickly on him. There was a viral video of a ground hog eating a pizza at a door and on the other side like on the inside of the door were the person's two dogs just watching the groundhog eat the pizza it was amazing maybe we should love groundhogs jesus oh gosh oh great yeah and they're bigger than you think (laughs) right i guess so it depends on what you thought well (laughs) this is a good point but in my mind like i i because there aren't really any large rodents in yeah, California. That's true. You know? Yeah, There's why like cute is little that? Every, This is an excellent question. <laughs> because I've also heard I heard from one of the guys on the challenge, this guy Dustin, he told me about these like river rat things from Florida Ew. that are like that they like eat. They're like huge. I'm not Is this that. real? I bet it is. It sounds real. <laughs> Yeah, so those are things, and we don't have those here. So I, in my mind, I'm like, a, go, a groundhog, that's probably like a little gopher, but they're not. Yeah, they're, they're bigger. They're like raccoons. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like bigger than that, like like skunk. I don't know, something bigger. Anyways. <laughs> but, oh my goodness. Hmm. But speaking of animals, yeah. I have uh, uh, the cutest. Oh my God, it reminded me of you and me. I don't know why. Well, maybe I do know why. You'll know when I tell you the story. But it is... Uh, uh, 
report that just came out like two days ago, like brand new, um, on a study that was done on flamingos and their mm. social behaviors. Did you see this? No. Oh my God, it's so cute. So basically, <laughs> flamingos are super clicky and form best friend <laughs> groups and they form them for life and they have mm. common enemies and there are, they have <laughs> to, like, for real, they're like, Mm-mm, we don't talk to them. It's like that. Really? Yes, flamingos are the most adorable thing on the whole planet. Why do you think that's now, adorable? Why this. are you so because because like, <laughs> well, okay. So there were certain parts of the article that I should say were so adorable that made my heart just be like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> um, that so it says. One of the last things in the article says, it seems that, like humans, flamingos form social bonds for a variety of reasons. And the fact they're so long-lasting suggests they're important for survival in the wild. When moving birds from one zoo to another, we should be careful not to separate flamingos that are closely bonded to each other. That's, like, so cute to me that, like, we have to be... That they have best friends. That would be, like, you and me getting separated. Yeah, no. And put at different zoos. Could you imagine? So (laughs) imagine that friends... Can you imagine that friendship bond being broken and like how sad they would be? So like that's adorable that they have like such strong friendships that they are like heartbroken and don't survive as well when you move them away from their besties. It would be like also hilarious that they support each other when they don't like somebody. Oh, yeah. I love that trait. Right. I want more of that. In people. And it's all—it's funny that they're pink, and it reminds me of like Mean Girls. And on Wednesdays we wear pink, and flamingos are like every day we wear pink. <laughs> well, don't they care about their family too, or is it just friends? They think? had different kind of friend groups. So they would have married couples, same-sex friendships, married and couples. then they would have friends that were in groups of about three or four birds. So they're and monogamous. So, and- yeah, they're like married couples that stay together. Stop for, saying yeah. that. That's not. No, well, they put married in quotes in the article, okay? It's not just me, it's the University of Exeter uh, in the UK. <laughs> they're adorable. calling it that. I guess yeah. that means they're monogamous. Yeah, they don't make any loose random connections. All of their Aww. connections are like long term friendships. That is so cute. Yeah, isn't that cute? Yeah. And they, they are more social during certain times of the year and like spring and summer because they're breeding, those are breeding seasons, obviously. But then they're like chill in the winter and fall. So basically flamingos are people too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying over here. That's why it's adorable and I love them. And Aww. now do you, are you with me? And their yeah. they're ma- they're mating dance, or not dance, but like walk. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, have you seen this? No. Oh my God, it's the cutest. Okay, it was on planet Earth a few, I think maybe the last season that they put out, but they all walk together and like strut and they put their little beak like up in the air. And they're, oh, that's they're, adorable. It's the cute. I'm going to send you a link of this. Okay. Oh, oh Lord. Oh my God. All together. <laughs> they're all together. And they're so fancy about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ladies, 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 ladies. Have you seen this? Ladies, ladies, Aww. over here. Ladies, ladies, look at me. Ladies, ladies. <laughs> Are these all boys? Yeah. Okay. Oh ladies, God. ladies, have you seen us? Look at me. <laughs> wow. That's so cute, right? So that's why I love them. Okay, okay. wait. Plan. How do we know? So the video that Sarah sent me, it's hilarious. Yes. 
Yes. And so they cute. wrote they all walk in unison too. It's not just like one person doing the strut. And it's like to call them. it a walk, yes, it's a strut. To call it a walk mm-hmm. is 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 an under understatement. Yeah. It's really got it's very personality. Fancy. So I love them. <laughs> and and I love that they get more beautiful the more they eat. Oh, right. Because they, they get more pink. Yeah. How did you know they were all men though? You said they're boys. Well, because it's their mating dance, and oh. usually females don't do a mating dance for other females. Oh, I-, <laughs> I mean, unless they get down like that. I in which just case, wondered get a girl. if they had like different something on their body that where you could tell. Oh, good point. Good point. I don't know. I'm sure. <laughs> what do they call it? Like dimorph, dimorphic or something, where the the male is bigger. Oh, they're like different. Different species like have different like where. You know, some of them are more beautifully colored or yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. are more, you know, I can't remember. I don't know. I know nothing. Well, basically. anyway, they're adorable. I love them. Yes. And I hope yes. they all get laid. <laughs> Which <laughs> is a really it. funny bird pun. <laughs> that I don't know silly. if you accidentally made or <laughs> on totally purpose totally accidental. Yes. So I love that. And that's hilarious. So yes. So that was one story I wanted to share with you. And it was inspired by like, I went down like this, uh, you know, dark hole of funny animal things. And mostly just videos of flamingos, really. But uh, after I saw this article that popped up that was somebody basically echoing what you said a couple weeks ago when you said uh, mm-hmm. that the those earth healing articles, like everybody who's like, oh, yes. look, w- like we're the virus mm-hmm. are like such BS. Right. But, but <laughs> it made me laugh so much is that somebody then put out like a series of memes yeah. That were like earth here, earth healing hashtag we are the virus memes. And it would be like, look, animals have returned back to the strivers and r- rivers and streams. And it would be a, a terribly photoshopped dinosaur next to the <laughs> Right. That's what it feels and like. it just cracked me up. Or like somebody found like a picture of like, there was like a romaine leaf, <laughs> lettuce leaf floating down a river. And they took a picture and they're like, the romaine lettuce has returned <laughs> to the stream. See, that's and great. Things- it's just like hilarity. And so I love that, that we can like have a little laugh about it. And so <laughs> that like made me want to create those memes and cracked me up. It's good for the soul. I'm telling you. Oh well, my gosh. And just got to laugh. We know one thing that's definitely good for the soul is to um, talk to somebody if you want help. Um, and better help is a great option, especially now because you can talk to therapists, uh, licensed therapists. 24 hours a day through your phone, your email, your tablet, anything like that, um, you can get these professional counseling sessions with somebody right from your phone. I know a lot of people have, you know, been struggling lately because why, yeah. how, how would you not be? Um, and a lot of what's going on in the world can interfere with your happiness. I also think a lot of people are getting introspective and sort of identifying things that they could ignore before, yes. which is good. A hundred percent. It's so good because like it's time painful. to focus. It's yeah. painful, but it is good. Um, you got to get through it. You got to go through the tunnel to get out the tunnel, out the other side. Right. And like it stinks, but then... It, you'll be glad you did. And BetterHelp is just such a great option, especially like if you've never done counseling before, I know it can be intimidating. And this is available worldwide. And they have, you know, professionals who specialize in depression or stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, mm-hmm. whatever it is that ails you. Um, and everything's confidential, of course, and yes. super convenient. 
And if you want to start living a happier life today, you as a listener will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash brain candy. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health, including me. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash brain candy. I really love the service. I find it very helpful. Um, and just knowing it's there can be uh, uh, soothing in and of itself. So please yes. don't yes, hesitate yes, yes, to yes. reach out. But there's need. always somebody there to talk to. Yeah. It's like, you know how we always say, like, we'll pour a glass of wine and then not drink it? Yes. Sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Susie, this is the story of my life. <laughs> the amount of, like, do you remember the movie? Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is it because it's like i think i want it, and then i'm like nah i don't really i Sometimes don't care about that it's more like the ritual and like the it's good to know it's there if i need it oh yeah. my gosh but this is even discussing like online therapists is a good segue into an article i read and something i wanted to talk to you about and ask your opinion on okay and just like hear what you have to think um so i read this article in wired magazine that was about how doctors now, like how we're kind of switching everything to telehealth yeah, and all this like online, you know, medicine really and online right. doctor services and that doctors now have to learn what they're t- calling website manner <laughs> instead of bedside yeah. manner and how essentially it's like not just being a doctor, but you also have to set it like, it's like being a, it's like a TV broadcast. Right. And is this going to, because like, imagine if you're a great doctor, but you're not, (laughs) what do you call it? What the name that you have for people who are good looking on, like not good looking on camera, but telegenic. Yeah. What happens then? Right. And I, I mean, cause, okay. Just speaking for academics, I mean, you know what your professors were like, they're brilliant, but Brilliant. often are kind of clumsy or forgetful or like bumbling <laughs> sometimes. Right. Because they're too busy focusing on the things that yeah. I need them to focus on right. to be worried about how straight their tie is. Yeah. They're thinking big thoughts. They don't get like, yes. think about Albert Einstein's hair. Okay. He wasn't mm-hmm. like fussy about that. Um, so I can imagine a lot of right. medical professionals might struggle with that. <laughs> Aspect. And then you add the element of having a camera or like something like that in front of you and like lighting, because think about even how much you trust a doctor by what their doctor's office looks like. <laughs> right. Good point. So you essentially have to create the same vibe. Like it matters so much. And so there was this woman who's teaching these classes on it, like online courses. And I thought some of the things that she said were really interesting. So let me pull it up. She said, um, you set up your computer in front of a bookshelf or a wall with a painting. You don't want your camera to face the door since it gives patient, uh, a patient the sense mm-hmm. that you might leave. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. And always wear your white coat and make sure your face is framed with the camera. She's trained hundreds of doctors on remote, blah, 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 remotely setting the stage for connections and trust, blah, blah, blah. So isn't that interesting? Yeah. I, I was reading on Twitter how some you know legal stuff is now being done through Zoom and things too. Yeah. And yeah. that one judge had to scold the lawyers and say, like, you need to maintain the same courtroom professionality oh. because, or professionalism, because... 
one lady lawyer was like still in bed under the covers. Oh, which, hell no. And one, For what they're charging an hour? Yeah, and one male Fuck lawyer off. had no shirt on. No. <laughs> and it was like a courtroom thing. Oh, oh my God. Come on. You know what? Is this just what habit that like now we just get peeks into like, you know, oh people who God. we thought, oh yeah, they totally have their shit yes. together. Like don't even bother to come to work with a shirt on if you give them the option. Come on. Come on. Just, that makes me feel like I have my noodle. shit way more together. I'm wearing both pants and a shirt right now. That's right. I mean, because we're freaking classy I mean, they're broads. pajamas, but still. <laughs> Can you imagine like logging on from your bed? Oh, fuck no. no. In no way. Could you imagine if I did that for... I? This is what I do for my work. I'm with clients. Mm-hmm. I would never. <laughs> Talk about rude. I know. And they're charging way more than me and like... God. Uh, well, and how do they? I don't even apart from the rudeness, which it definitely is. I just don't know how they would feel comfortable doing that. Right. And I was on reality TV, people, where you spent we, we spent most of our time <laughs> like arguing sh- and making points from our bed. Like F, we have spent- In fact, there's video evidence. I believe that one of our first <laughs> photos together, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is us yelling from a bed in pajamas. Yeah, we're disgusting animals, and even we would not show up for work. Correct. Correct. Online wearing whatevs, weirdness. Right. I don't know what so, people are thinking. I guess maybe they're depressed or something. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Just That's can't pull it. it together. Yeah. Wow, man. Got to get up, got to get moving, got to create a routine, people. But but what this so what it made me think though because you know all these things these articles since there's so much time for our brains to just think about a million different things, um, it made me think like will this change, kind of like not just how we do medicine, but maybe the face of certain jobs that mm. like if will you know because because I, I feel like sometimes. The the reporters, the people who are, are delivering the news and on camera are not necessarily the journalists covering the stories. Yeah. So will there be people who are just the like, oh. this doctor's job is to meet with all the patients and talk to them online. <laughs> and then these doctors are yeah. over here researching and looking up and doing the behind the scenes stuff. Because if you were a doctor, like, like I, if you were a doctor... Part of your job was not, oh, I'd like to, I don't know. I feel like the human, you need, I don't know. It just would change what maybe you went into it for. Right. It certainly adds a new element that I'm sure a yes. lot of doctors will not like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wonder if they use nurse. I mean, like, it's just interesting because sometimes nurses are almost like that buffer where they provide, like, you know how, like, when you're delivering a a, a you know, constructive criticism, you want to use like the good, bad, good sandwich where yeah. it's almost like you meet the nurse who's so nice to you and so knowledgeable and makes you feel so comfortable. And then you meet the doctor and you're like, oh, well, shit, he didn't even look me in the eye. Yeah. And then you follow it up with the nurse at the end. So then they're like, you feel like, oh, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe I wonder if you would get that same thing. And, you know, I feel like I, I know I've heard before where people trust their doctors more if they're like good looking or wow. if they're like, you know, present themselves in a certain way. So I wonder if that's going to change maybe how things are done 
like in this new field of technology. Yeah, I'm sure that they're not happy about it. But it is so it's such a good thing because this should have been going on already. And I agree. I mean, I think it's great with all that data collecting we're doing. If they know what that I am somehow magically, they know like I'm shopping for I, I don't know a thermometer or a pair of gray joggers Mm -hmm. they i feel like they should know other things about my health and my body and that data should be easily delivered back to a medical professional as well yeah and hopefully it will mean more people go to the doctor because taking time off work is not always great that's such a good point i i suppose the back the bad side is you know underprivileged folks wouldn't have access to you know the digital sort of yeah. streaming ability. But is that any different than like having a, you know, I feel like it's just, it would be just as challenging to get into an actual place. What, right. And as long as they'd still do both, I think that's great because then you're broadening. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Or even having those like mobile units that come and instead it's like a mobile unit that just has places where you can use the computer. I mean, it seems to me that everything about the medical field is going to change and uh, so many other fields as well. Like I totally agree. And uh, I mean, think about that, that poo toilet sensor thing we were talking about just the God. other day. That is what this is all tied to. So it's like you, you, you get that, that sends the information to your doctor. Yeah. You know, yeah. the doctor uses like whatever, some like pretty actor doctor to deliver all the news I don't know. I just feel, or like AI. Oh wow, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> the future, man. Sarah's into it. Yeah, I just like I'm like putting all the pieces together, and it's just crazy right now. I just think that, you know, so I was t- telling Ren this that you know how in all the the movies like the the like futuristic like dystopian world yeah. or like apocalyptic world, there everybody's wearing like onesies or mm-hmm. like a matching set of something that's like almost like a uniform. Yeah. But this is all I'm shopping for online right now that they seem to be sold out of. I'm like, how far of a leap is it from the, you know, matching jogger and like sweat shirt set I'm wearing oh to my God. a onesie uniform? Because like, for real. Yeah. And they're sold out everywhere. So I know everybody else is wearing the same thing too. It's either the future or you're just a part of like a cult. Yes, that's it. It also looks like a cult. Same, same. Yes. And it's like, then, because then I started thinking, I'm like, why is it that we all are dressing like this? And even online, there are all these like stores that have sections from like work at home, like clothes and all this stuff now. And I was like, okay, so what kind of things I'm like looking in my closet and certain things feel ridiculous, like a belt and like (laughs) Sarah. They do, like right now, like wearing a, a belt just for fashion purposes. <laughs> Seems silly. So then I'm like, well, why do we like, unless your pants are too big, you know? Uh-huh. Or like or like a big like statement necklace or something like that okay, to so me. I'm like, just what? function right now, not Yeah, fashion. right now it's like function because like what? I don't know. It feels like. Did you read so about. So then it made me think, why do we do these things? Maybe we should all just be in cult-like <laughs> I uniforms. I mean, maybe, but I think we do it to fool ourselves that, uh, to, into thinking life is more than it really is. Mm. So maybe it's good for us. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Because my grandma Ooh, always used to say that. She was always like, I don't need anything. I just need like a nightstand with my 
a couple outfits, period, nothing. She got rid of all of her pictures, everything that kind of makes a life rich. And I think that it was bad in the end that it ruined her. But she was thinking like that minimalism type of thing, like don't want clutter. But I think in the end that then you don't have much of a life really. Yeah, because that's kind of part of your identity in a way. Yeah. It's, it's you know what? There's a fine dance that you kind of have to balance, walk the line or like balance or not walk the line, but like find the balance between those two things. Yeah, it can because it because like I a think, creative expression, things like that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, uh, so like one of the things when, you know, my mom lives in Costa Rica and when I went down there, I stayed with her for like two months once. And um, one of the things that I missed was variety. Yeah. Of, you know, my mom was like, oh, go buy a trash can. Well, you go buy a trash can, there's right. a trash can. You don't yeah. have the choice of, you know, getting a nice bathroom set at Target and have like 20. What what theme would I like? You know, you can't do your ocean seashell bathroom theme <laughs> at, in, in Costa Rica. So, you know, that was something that I really, really missed. But my mom was telling me that she's at a, a stage in her life where she's like not nesting anymore. Yeah. So the house, the variety in, in that way isn't as important to her, but variety in like people. Yes. Yeah. That is important to her. Yeah. And, you know, even in just thinking about this with the clothes and stuff, I may not feel like that about needing variety in clothes, but boy, do I need it in my house. Mm-hmm. And I would never, when you said that about your relative, I'm like, oh my God, I, that would kill me. I got it. Yeah. My house is always going to be, you know, like. Yeah. It's like an extension of who you are. And so that maybe that's just, and look at this, look how I'm learning and growing in this episode. (laughs) Because maybe that's just me. Somebody else is like, oh my God, thank God for belts and statement necklaces during this time because that makes me feel like a person. Yeah, because it can ground you or whatever. Yes. Okay. Look at that. (laughs) Therapy. (laughs) We we made progress. So much progress. All right, people, we're going to take a break and talk about something real sexy, which is Omax O-Shot. We keep getting messages from our brainiacs about how amazing this stuff is and how it tastes good and it smells good, this arousal oil. And it's made with all natural ingredients, so there's none of that weird chemical toxicity going on. And so you're going to have a better sexual experience, heightened sensation, um, made with eight botanicals and full-spectrum CBD, which is super cool. Um, See, CBD is good for everything, I'm telling you. And Omax Health is offering our listeners a deal so you can give it a try and have the ultimate climax. Hello. Whether you're single or looking to spice up your relationship with more satisfying sex, every woman can benefit from a more enjoyable orgasmic experience. Omax O'Shot comes to the rescue and provides heightened sexual sensations, which give you the instant and long-lasting satisfaction you've been looking for, and it's 100% safe and natural. Remember, go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code BRAINCANDY to take advantage of the incredible savings. That's omaxhealth.com and enter code BRAINCANDY, and you'll get 20% off O'Shot. And all the other wonderful Omax products site-wide. Did you read that article about how Walmart has seen an uptick in sales of tops but not bottoms? And they were claiming that it's because of uh, Zoom meetings? It totally is. Wait, okay. Maybe you can help me. That's so funny. I just, I thought to myself, there's, how could that be true though? Because if you're Zooming for work, 100%. presumably you had all the shirts to go to work already. Yeah, but I th- I honestly think there's something about 
like my there is a a strong desire to feel comfortable. And yeah. it's almost like we've labeled these clothes like our work clothes that we go to an office in. And they could be comfortable, but it's almost like in their mind that, that I don't know, at least for me, like I really did buy new, just the other day, bought new like sweaters <laughs> and stuff like that, mostly because they were having a 50% off sale, but also because they know people like me are shopping. And uh-huh. it was almost like, then you, I think also people are wearing, people are getting to that point where they've worn the same thing over and over. Yeah. And they're like, oh my, because maybe you do have like a totally like a diverse work, like the, the temperature in your house is always the same. <laughs> so that's not, you can't change like, you know, you're not wearing different things every day. Oh, what's the temperature like in my house? I don't yeah. know. Same as it was yesterday. I don't need a sweater today. And so, so that like narrows your, your wardrobe down and people are just bored. Yeah, and they're so they're like. It. They're sick of it. And they, I totally get it because I'm doing the same thing. I, told, I woke up this morning and I was, I was like, Ren, I did some online shopping last night. And he's like, what'd you buy? I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, it was God. between the hours of 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. And uh, then I looked back and I was like, oh, good. I got some good stuff. But, oh, but I, I mean, God. I knew in general what I bought. But then there were some so where I was funny. like, did I end up getting that? So, you that know. That keeps happening to me with stuff that I order because then we leave it in the garage for a period of time just yeah, to that's be smart. safe. And then I'm like, wait, did I order that? Is that here? Yeah. yeah. It's very hard to keep track of everything right now. And I'm filling so many carts and then abandoning them. Like, you know, I had like a gift card left over from my birthday or Christmas or something uh, to Nordstrom and I filled up my cart. But then I realized that, uh, you know, Ren was already in bed and I realized my gift card was in the bedroom. So I couldn't go in there. Oh. So then I like ignored that. And I'm like, crap, did I buy that? I love I don't, how you, you do know. your shopping at night. That's cute. Yeah, I don't know why. It's comforting. It, uh, you know what it is? It is comforting, and uh, it takes me a lot to pull the trigger on stuff. I know. Makes me I crazy. mean, most things <laughs> sell out before I have, like, a chance to even buy them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you have to stop that. I know. I need... Well, that's what I'm learning to do. I'm just pulling the trigger. But what happens is, like, <laughs> towards the end of the evening, my my... I don't know. My defenses are down. And so like my, I'm more likely to pull the trigger and just go for it because like, I don't know. So I feel you, like I'm weaker in the evening. I can't like to the wind. Yeah. And I, I'm like too, I, I'm like spent. I've done all the thinking and processing I can during the day. So I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Just That's how I am about tweeting where I'll like save something oh, yes. in my drafts. Cause I'm like, I don't know. And then by the evening I'm like, fuck it, send. And you know what? People are going to be like, yeah, because you're drunk shopping or drunk texting. No, this Mm-mm. is not it. I promise you I am mm-hmm. not intoxicated doing this because like... I'm the opposite. If I'm drinking, it, yes, me too. I, I don't want to buy it when oh, no, I... No, yes. no, no, no. That's so true. Mm-hmm. I do oh not drunk gosh. tweet ever. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be terrible. <laughs> One time I did and it was with you and it was something ridiculous <laughs> no. about... Remember this? No. Oh my God. It was... I even remember where we were. We were spending the night God. at... One at one of the Buna Murray producers' house. And, oh, yeah. Yep. And I said something about um, oh, who's the actor who was in Wedding Crashers? Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I made some drunk tweet about Vince Vaughn, and I woke up the next morning. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> was that? And then I learned my lesson, and I've never done it again. Wow. And that's my story. Wow, you heard my pot story and my first tweet. Really Drunk good. tweet story. Woo! <laughs> Rebel. 
<laughs> I love how I'm enabling your drunk tweets, but I'm not participating in them. Right? That's like oh my, my signature gosh. move. Like you should do Hilarious. that. And then I just yeah. watch. I mean, right. it is. Well, I know okay, that. but I, I do encourage and laugh at your naughty behavior. So, yes. <laughs> but speaking of naughty behavior, yes. did you read about the guy who, after I guess the stress of everything going on right now and feeling like the world is going to end in his mind, which is totally not, so this guy needs to relax, that he returned an artifact that he stole? No, from I'm the so city of David. From where? The city of David. What happened? Tell me. In Israel. So when he was in 2005, let me pull up this kid's name. And in my mind, like I had it in my head when I heard this story, when it was like man returns ancient artifact to site after like, you know, like it's a fear of, uh, what does it say? Mm -hmm. Fear of coronavirus related apocalypse forces man to return ancient relics stolen from his youth. Mm. In your mind, how old would you think this guy would be based on that title? Uh, what what picture does it paint in your head? Like 13. That he's 13 years old or 13 when he stole when it? When he stole it. Like how old do you think he is now? Like his, he had this like, you know. Maybe 30? I don't want to say come to Jesus because he's, you know. Oh, <clears throat> yes. Um, that is about how old he is. But in my mind, he was like an old man. <laughs> I don't know why. That's way better. I love that. I, in my mind, he was like elderly and he was like, I have to do it my, as my final thing. Then when I, I saw the picture of him, I was like, what? It's that guy? He's like 30. <laughs> Sarah, exactly so like great. you said. So that was already hilarious. So in 2005, <laughs> he um, went to the Jerusalem Walls National Park in the city of David. And he was touring like, you know, like teenagers. He was like tour- on some tour there. And he came across this like round... It's a ballista stone, they call it. And it's like a tool that they use or like a, a weapon that they use. They would like put in a slingshot and then fire it and everything. It's just like this round stone. First of all, the thing is like six inches across and solid stone. How did this guy sneak this thing back? And that was heavy. <laughs> and he must have packed very light because they have a 50-pound minimum or maximum on these bags. And if I saw that, it, and TSA was not doing their job back in 2005. So what the heck's happening there? Um <laughs> So yeah, so they toured the City of David site and they came across like a display of all these stones. And so he took one of the stones home and so he like got married and raised a family and lived his life and everything. Oh my and God. so and he came across it. He was cleaning for Passover this year and he came across it mm-hmm. and he ha- said like just like the feeling that he had with everything going on felt Aww. like this was the time to like get his conscience clear and he then like got in contact with the Israeli uh, or Israel Antiquities Authority and returned it to them. You're kidding. And they said, we commend the return of the artifact and appeal to anyone who has taken an archaeological artifact (laughs) to take the weight off their heart and return it to the state treasury. These artifacts, which are thousands of years old, are a national treasure. They tell a story of the land and who resided here before us and should be documented on display. And they said... uh, it's real important because when you take pieces of artifacts, which I'm sure, then it made me think, these prob- these things probably get stolen all the time. I want, you know. Well, but. Maybe. Maybe, but how the hell did he even have access to it? But it leaves like holes in history, the article said, where like we can't put the full piece of the puzzle together because we don't know what was stolen and maybe they're like missing pieces. Yeah. And so the only thing is I looked at three different articles. Nothing said that there were any consequences or that anything happened. I mean, not like it's punishable now. I'm sure there's just 
statue of limitations on taking statues. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Oh my god, we have we've hit rock bottom. Oh, rock bottom. <laughs> that was great, Sus. I think you didn't even do it on purpose, too. I did not. Oh god, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it says uh, that disconnecting an artifact from its archaeological framework it negatively impacts the research and the ability to piece together its historical puzzle. But nobody was like, yeah, he gets a fine or something like that. I don't know. I feel like he should like you at want least him to be punished. Well, at least write I feel like if if this is funny. If I were his mother, I'd make him write a thousand word essay on <laughs> why he should not steal historic artifacts. I think he already knows. I really do. He does. I mean the guilt. And then like it being paired with Passover. That and, is so bizarre you know. that he Do so, you think it was the fact that he just came across it and found it, or do you think that it really is related to like the state of the world? I think it's related to the state. I think yeah. it's, you know, the or it's like um, uh, the Brady Bunch episode yeah. where he's starting to notice all the bad things happening around him. And he's like, holy shit, I got to get this thing back. I got to go return the lava rock to the island. <laughs> or, the tiki right? doll. Tiki doll, whatever it was. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like going along with it thinking like, wonder which episode she means. And I was like <laughs> filing through them all. Like, do you mean when uh, Peter broke the vase? Um, <laughs> or, like, and then he had to confess later. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of any morals. of those. You know what? It's one of those like, like um, Rorschach test of that where I just <laughs> say, you know, it's like the Brady Bunch episode and you just like, fill it in with ever. Whichever one fits based on how you interpreted that story. I think that could apply to a lot of episodes since this is about, you know, doing the right thing. and Get right. Learning right. a classic, valuable lesson. Classic plot line. All within a half, a half hour. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I'm my happy. gosh. That's great. He's, yeah. He did the right but, thing. So, and then it said at the end of this article, you know, as articles often do, it was like, this wasn't the only thing that was recently returned. Ooh. And I didn't even know this story. But maybe you've heard this story. So Alan Turing, who's like considered a fa- the father of computer science, he's the one that they made the movie. Um, I think it was called Enigma. Is that the name of the movie? That was the code that he broke. He was the code breaker during World War II oh. that they made, and he was the he was gay, and they like yeah, uh, uh, you know, sent <clears throat> punished him to yeah. I can't remember what they call it, but like stripped him of his title and everything like that, and. Um, so his all he when he passed away in like the saddest way, um, all of his possessions, like including his uh, Princeton degree, photographs, school reports, um, the OBE medal that he was given by the Queen, were all stolen from Dorset, England, and like never returned again in 1984. They were all stolen from the archives, and nobody even noticed. And it was only <laughs> the people, which, which is so sad, but this is, and then I feel like, well, now I'm kind of on the side of the person who stole this because she was like, they were totally unattended. Nobody was like, mm. I don't know, even giving it any attention. So she swapped all of the items or took all the items and then left this handwritten note that said, please forgive me for taking these materials into my possession. They will be well taken care of, uh, while under the care of my hands and shall one day be returned to this spot. So you know, they never, she never returned them, but it's kind of like, but then, but then, but then, but then 
36 years later, mm-hmm. this woman shows up uh, uh, at the University of Colorado or like sends the University of Colorado a letter and she's claiming that her name's Julia Turner. Julia turning and she says that she's a family member that she would and she would like to loan the objects to Colorado to the University of Colorado Boulder and they were like "Mm, we don't believe that that is true and turns out she was part of like or somehow connected to the woman who took them and but she was offering to return it or, oh, but she wasn't offering it. to return it. She was saying, hi, yeah. I'm a family member. Would you like to borrow these? And they were like the stolen goods. So Why the fuck of course, would she even do that? Right? Like that, it, it's just That's wanting weird. the attention for She for wanted the to be like goods. a hero and be seen as charitable when really they yes. didn't even belong to her. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were stolen objects. And so she had 17 of his stolen objects in possession. And they were just returned like this year, like this week or a few days ago or whenever. It makes me really happy when people's egos are their undoing. Which happens yes, a lot well, with serial killers, and that's exactly where yeah. my mind went with this because I it wasn't her who was the right. she wasn't the original thief, thief right. of these goods. So like my mind tries to go to like what like if this were a Netflix documentary <laughs> right. about what happened, you know, and we had like archival footage, what was going on? It was like a woman who really somehow was connected to the story of Alan Turing was like pissed that nobody was caring for his stuff. Nobody was paying it any attention. And she's like, fuck you guys for not giving this man more attention. He's a genius. And he got, you know, really screwed and and treated so poorly. And I'm going to honor his name. So she stole the stuff and left a note. And then she maybe created her own little shrine and museum to it. And maybe it was like, you know, some secret, this is like, you know, my mind going to Netflix movie, of course, but she creates some like, like set up where it's like an underground, like LGBT sciency community. Like they Aww. know about it and they get to go visit it. And then that woman passes away. And then her daughter is like, I know I'll take these goods and I'll try to sell them or I'll try to make money off of it. And then she contacts the university of Boulder and then they find them. And then the end. Wow. So now are they back with the university? Yes. All right. Well, that's good at least. Yes. But again, did they get in trouble? Uh, oh, what does it say? Oh, yes, yes, yes. It says the U.S. attorney for Colorado is now filing a lawsuit against her for seeking forfeiture of the stolen objects to the American government. She reportedly has a total of 17 in her possession. Maybe and... she didn't even know they were stolen. Well, she's the one who contacted... Well... But then she lied. She tried to claim that she was his family member. Oh. She wasn't just like, hey, these were given to me and yeah, I thought maybe you would crazy. like them. Okay. No, she's cuckoo crazy for mm-hmm. sure. So they caught, they, you know, they were like, oh, hell no. But <laughs> I also, yeah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I also didn't know that until 1967, homosexuality was punishable. Like, can you believe was that? 19, that's so sad. And like, they were uh, sentenced to chemical castration. 
Wow, that is And sick. Alan Turing ended up kill- dying of cyanide poisoning because he killed himself at 41 because they chemically castrated them. And this is the man who helped break the code and stop World War II. What does chemical castration mean exactly? That you take a, a pill or yeah. some sort of like hormonal supplement that mm-hmm. prevents you from... Well, really, it like defem- demasculinizes them. I think at that time, what it does, because like, I feel like it stops like certain hormones oh. that it's not, because chemical, they mean hormonal. I'm, this is one of those where I'm like making it up, but based on the information <laughs> I have. So somebody's going to be like, no, that's not it. But you know, it's not like, but I'm pre- I'm like nine. Like if I were to do a quick Google search of like, you know, maybe that would be. What it would found. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure if it meant like it, you know, stop the production of semen or, you know, I don't know what it could yeah. even mean. It, but. It's a drug that, oh, look at me. I'm totally accurate. Mm. Drug that suppresses testosterone production mm. and yes, depletion of male hormones in the testes shuts down sex drive. There you go. But it also t- stops. So like when they do this to, when they remove the gonads of, ch- of roosters, they stop crowing and their little waddle, that little red thing yeah. that hangs below, gets shorter and that stops. So like there are a bunch of other, like it almost feminizes the, like, or, you know, the, the you know. Their actual body. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's awful. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. There's a lot going on in these stories. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Half of Let's which I'm like, we what? like fucking make up. We don't know. Oh, I mean, well, they're all ba- rooted in truth until somebody <laughs> tells me otherwise, right? Isn't that right. always the thing? Right. Yeah. But man, oh, oh, what's my God. happening? Oh Sarah? no, it's playing the flamingo video. It's playing the flamingo video. I don't know what happened. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We got real excited there. Yeah, you know, animals, man. Oh, well. Speaking of which, Susie, you were cracking me up about your freaking cat. Oh my God! I don't know why this was so funny for you. It is. It's just really funny to me that that you try to do the right. Th- well, you know yes. what? Why it's funny to me is that you fell into the trap. Yeah. That all pet owners fall into. Yeah, and parents too. And parents. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Tell them. So you know, we wanted to be nice to our cat, Mr. Miyagi, and <laughs> you know, some part of you, I think, knows it's a little sad that we trap cats inside if they're not outdoor cats then they're just like stuck inside and it feels like i was starting to feel like i'm like fucking tiger king like i'm keeping this captive cat could this be projection because we feel trapped inside right now yes for sure because i just did i just realized that at this very moment yeah like empathy like oh no wonder you're kind of an asshole oh this is why my dog loves going for a walk yeah yeah so yes. I was like, I'll just let it out up for a few minutes in the backyard yeah. because it's contained and we'll watch the cat and everything. And <laughs> stop laughing. You're the I don't know why it's funny to me because I can just see you rolling your eyes and being frustrated <laughs> trying to do the right thing. Cause, and then I said to Sarah, no good deed goes unpunished because I thought, well, she is really going to appreciate me now because she I... She will love me more. <laughs> yeah. Which this is will improve think. our relationship. <laughs> And that's how it is with your kid, too. You think, well, I'm going to let him stay up late tonight, and then he'll know that I love him, and then that's not what happens. Then they want more. And so this dumb cat won't quit meowing now, and it is 
perpetual. And bear in mind that we have a contained courtyard catio area. Catio, that's the best. And so it's not as if this cat couldn't go outside at all, but what it wants is freedom, Sarah. The the hilarious part is the uh, the. Anno- I know yeah, how annoying know. the me- the meow is. Constant. The constant meow. For some reason, that's it's like little yelpy dog. I mean, it's I don't bad. know if I could have a dog that barked all the time or that Bo is like silent unless I need her to be loud and like let me know that the doorbell rang, in which case she does their job and that's it. But, you know, to just th- like see that cat and you can't undo that. Oh my god! It's like we know how to make how to create it, but oh, how do you stop it from meowing? Do you think if I just don't ever let it out ever again, it'll eventually learn that that, that what ship if, has okay, sailed? Okay, this is good because we have got zoo people, we've got like listeners <laughs> who do people. animal behavioral stuff, veterinarians, things like that, vet techs. I think that if you changed the like reward. Mm-hmm. That instead, just like it's almost like, hey, look over here. Like the kid is like, I want the candy, I want the candy, and you're like, do you want to go on the swings? Mm-hmm. And then they don't care about the candy. So maybe if you like, we were talking before about getting like some little pet grass area in your catio yeah. or like something reward her with something else. I mean, just give her like don't raw do food fish. because this is what. And you know what? This is why I was giggling so much because this is what I did with Bo when I tried to buy her love with <laughs> mixing some things into her food, and oh, then she was right. like, "Oh, well, now I'm never eating anything but delicious uh, olive oil and cheddar cheese topped." kibble yeah and she just refused to eat for two days right i can't take it and i was like i can't have you go on a hunger strike because you want fancier food hunger strike yes so that's what she did so you know what it's like that we think we 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 control them but it doesn't feel like that around yeah right so now i got a cat that won't shut up so if you listen to any of our like interviews on patreon or whatever (laughs) and you're like what is that oh that is what it is Oh, that's funny. But now it's like one of those things that you listen extra hard to. It's like, you know, <laughs> when you, you know, or you're like, you're looking for it in the background of the movie. It's like a hidden thing, like an Easter egg or whatever they call them. I was them. doing an interview the other day and that asshole like jumped off the couch mm-hmm. and went over to the door and you know, those springs on the door, like just Oh my gosh, batted it. it. Yeah. What a little dickhead. I know. I was like, oh, that's so intentional. That's my cat. Oh, that's funny. It's like it's real professional. It's funny when they do those things. Oh my gosh, they have they hold a lot of power for us. Yeah, but we both like sneaky, but we love them. We do, and I'm happy that so many people are adopting dogs right now. Oh yeah, and my aunt just signed up. She did the same thing. She was like, "I think everybody needs to adopt old dogs right now. It's the perfect time." Yeah. Yes. No, I think it's great. I saw something recently that said, I can't remember exactly. It said like being a pet owner is like being a sugar daddy. <laughs> you have to you have to give them all your money and all they do is look cute and like sometimes oh give God. you their attention. It's true. And I was like, that's accurate. Yeah, and now like I can't for- stop thinking of Bo like that. I'm like, damn. And like she just withholds her attention, like the, the love. That and is the, so all true. That. I'm like, I am your sugar daddy and and – I am. Bo is your faithful companion. Yep. And I try to get her to like pose for pictures and like look cute for me and like all this stuff. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Take a cute picture with me. 
Thanks for nothing, pets. Thanks for nothing. Oh my god, that's so funny. <clears throat> People Sweet should love uh, sign up for our Patreon though, because we've got lots of great interviews going on. Yes, with um, reality TV people. So many good ones. So many upcoming great ones from your challenge favorites from this season and seasons past. And I have like people from Survivor coming up. I have um, oh yeah, Phil Rosenthal from Somebody Feed Phil. Oh I my gosh, Mike I can't Linder. wait to watch that. He's so funny. Uh huh. And I love you two together. Oh, this is great. <laughs> so, yeah, sign up for that. Um, if you sign up at the $5 level, you get to watch our Q&As and I'll have all the audio uh, interviews. So it'll maybe give you something to enjoy during this weird moment in time. Yeah, you've already seen Tiger King. So so now do this. You need something else. There you go. And don't the forget end. to subscribe and leave us a review. Five stars only, please. There we go. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time, right, Sarah? All 